0: we talk about it in our office, there's currently a war on savers, right? I mean, with the low interest rate environment that we're in today, and and good savers are always going to put money in the bank or you know cash in the bank and go buy CDs or go put it in the savings accounts, and they're not going to get anything out of that.
1: It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock.
2: Glad to have you here on Unlocking Your Financial Future, the podcast where we dive into finance, investment, retirement, a bunch of different stuff, and help you get your plan in place for that time that you want to retire, and hopefully you can do so with confidence. And to do that, we, uh, we talk with Ben Schrock every week. Ben, how are you? I'm doing
0: well. I'm excited to be back and talk on a new topic.
2: Yeah. How's uh, How's Henry doing?
0: He's doing well. He's, uh, he's growing like crazy and uh, baby two's on his way. So uh, we'll, we'll see how he's going to feel being a big brother.
2: Good. That's exciting for sure. Yeah. Uh, we also have Keith Lockwood with us who is one of the financial advisors over at BA Shrock Financial Group. Does a lot of their portfolio management in their group. So Keith, I'm glad you
3: uh, came back and joined us. You weren't turned away by our last uh, episode. No, no, it didn't scare me too much. So I'm glad to be here. Hopefully I can Add a little bit of something.
2: Yeah, and and we wanted you to be on this one, too, because we're starting a new series, and this one's on saving and the risks that savers face. And you might say the risks of saving doesn't make much sense, but we'll explain it to you a little bit more. And we have a four-part series to do so and some different risks that you might face and, and really... You wouldn't think about it, but you know, even if you are very responsible with your money, entering retirement can still be a challenge because it's such a different stage of life. So we're going to talk about some of those missteps into quite a bit of detail and, and kind of help you avoid those along the way. And then we'll also wrap up with a question from our mailbag on retirement and somebody that's kind of fearful of maybe a lingering or a looming market crash that could be coming that people talk about. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, let me remind you, too, on Ben Schrock and his team at B.A., Shrock Financial Group. They are in Wadsworth. That's where their office is located, but they serve the Cleveland and Akron area. I mentioned you can find them online at bashrock fg.com. Also, find them on Facebook as well and check out their lock process uh, to help you retire with confidence. They have more information on that on their website. So, let's dive right into this one. And the first part of this series is going to be on cash and why you shouldn't get too enamored with cash. That's the big point for today. So, Let's get into it. Just kind of right off the bat, with cash, do you have like a percentage you, to talk to people about? Like, if I said, "Okay, Ben, I want to, ha- I want to carry some cash," would you advise a certain percentage to maybe keep in your portfolio?
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of the portfolio itself, I'm going to let Keith jump in and, and allude to that a little bit further. In, in terms of the management piece, but you know, we always want to have that emergency fund. I get that question a ton from clients: how much money should I have um, in case of an emergency? And and really, I put it back on the client and, and ask them: how much money do you feel comfortable with? And you know, if the answer is twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand, it's something that to where. It's a more of a comfort level than anything to me. You know, if someone comes in and says, well, I have 250000 in cash or half a million dollars in cash, we'll step in and, and advise accordingly. But to me, it's important to know that they're the ones that are comfortable with a certain amount of cash. I think the rule right now, Keith, maybe six months income and in cash uh, is emergency fund. I guess that's maybe like the, the board advised rule right now or under yeah, the rule.
3: Yeah, it's about six months as when. And, I, and I'll jump on to what he said. The comfort level is most people live paycheck to paycheck in this country. It's just that it's a different level. You know, some people, a negative balance they're comfortable with. Some people it's $40,000 they're comfortable with. So that paycheck to paycheck is okay. My checking and savings is down to $50,000. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of that comfort level they're at. But if it's too high, we'll say something. If it's too low, <laughs> we'll obviously say something as yeah. well.
2: Yeah. So I guess that's the thing. Like you need a minimum, but obviously when we're talking about savers, they're going to Want to stack away, so you just got to be sure that you're not just putting all your money into cash, right? And just carrying a big, big wad or big uh, amount of cash with you month to month.
0: I, you know, think that we talk about it in our office. There's currently a war on savers, right? I mean, with the low interest rate environment that we're in today, and and good savers are always going to put money in the bank or you know, cash in the bank. And go buy CDs or go put it in the savings accounts. And they're not going to get anything out of that. So just to be comfortable and have all that money sitting in in cash or in a a savings or a CD isn't always advisable because you're not really getting anything for that. So it's a balancing act and it's making sure you have a a specific amount in there. Um, But working with an advisor like ourselves, we can help people determine that and figure out the right amount of money to have in a cash or cash equivalent account.
3: If I can expand on that, you know, it's something I used to tell my grandparents you're safely going broke. Mm -hmm. You know, you see the positives every month, but now you can't buy milk because it's gone up so high that the amount of money that you you made versus the price increase, I'm not a big one-line guy, but, you know, safely going broke is kind of something I was taught a while ago by a mentor and it makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. And it really kind of hammers the point home because inflation is what you worry about. Is there, what percentage do you guys factor in for inflation? Like how much is inflation year to year? That you work right with now, we, we
0: try to looking for we go about two percent or under, yeah, somewhere in that two percent range. And when we forecast out, out you know 20, 30 years,
2: and so nothing that you really can invest in with cash is going to produce a, a return that's higher than that, right?
0: Right. I mean, a couple months ago, well, I mean, end of last year, things were starting to look a little bit enticing. You could go pop up that Ally Bank account or you know those non brick and mortar type online savings, and they're paying. You know, two two and a half percent, which is really nice. And now, all of a sudden, with the downward pressure that we're getting on the Federal Reserve to lower those rates, we're not going to see those around very much. So again, it's constantly going up and down. But I think the days of us seeing that that two and a half three percent are going to be slim to none here soon.
3: Yeah, I mean a thirty year Treasury bond's paying two point three. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Know, I mean, a, a three month CD or is isn't going to be anywhere near that anymore.
2: Right. Is there any time that cash is okay? I mean, it, I mean, besides the emergency fund, like, is there any time, like, if you're buying a house or something like that, that you might say, okay, yeah, sure. Keep a little bit more cash on hand than you might be used to.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. If you have something, I would say within 12, 18 months that, you know, particular need or want, you're better off just keeping it in cash and keeping it safe and knowing it's there and, and keeping that aside. So if you're going to buy a house of college, even a year's worth of income during that first year, and, and let the rest grow a little bit, in and, and particular with our portfolio management, we always keep 7 to 10% in cash and, for opportunities. You know, when the market happens to correct or an individual security happens to correct or there's other opportunities out there, then you can jump right in and you, you can, you know, buy that level. So... Okay, so it's good to have some some on hand for opportunities that
2: arise. Do y'all have clients that struggle with this, that really want to hold on to cash more so than maybe you guys would like or or would advise them to?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we definitely see them of all shapes and sizes. And and the range of clients that we work with, you know, some of our older clients are now in their, their 90s. You rewind their, to their era, their, you know children of the depression. So going back in time and, and trying to see what they saw is almost impossible. All we can do is read about it in the history book. So it, no matter how much we try to, to shake it out of them, it, I think it's impossible. And again, they're savers for a reason. They're wealthy for a reason because they have practiced the act of saving and right or wrong or where the money goes is indifferent. They've accumulated a lot of assets because of what they do and that's saving. So again, it's kind of hard to get those habits out of savers, but We we do our best to try to push them or nudge them uh, in that direction to use some of that cash, especially when it comes to investing in CDs or things that will generate those 1099s for interest at the end of the year where they're paying what we call kind of that phantom income tax, which we don't like to see at the end of the year.
3: Here in this country, we're enamored with banks Mm -hmm, for some reason. (laughs) Um, You know, for instance, we talked about dividends in our last show. You know, you can buy a Verizon that has a trading range and get, a little over 4% on your money, you know, and whether you use that or not, if you reinvest it and buy more shares, you're getting more money the next time, you know, Verizon's not going anywhere, AT&T, you can get almost 5.5% on your money. So these big quality names are willing to pay you a decent amount of money just to hold their stock Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, staying in a a bank that pays you less than 1% and, you know, everybody loves FDIC insurance, but is it really that great if you read the fine print?
0: Right.
2: Yeah, for sure, that's something to pay attention to. And you two are perfect for this and for this conversation. And it's something that people need to have with with their advisor. Like, what are my options? Because it's not always easy. To, you know, you've been a saver all your life. You've been you know accumulating. It's not always easy to, to make a move, but there are better options out there for you. And you know, it's better for you when you've been working this hard to really maximize what you're able to accumulate and making these small changes or, or looking at what changes and what options are available can help you do that. So as we wrap up this conversation on cash. Is there anything else we want to add to it?
0: No, I think I'm good. Keith, yeah, you have anything think I covered everything. Yeah.
2: Okay, so that'll do it for this uh, first part. Again, we're talking about the risks that savers face. we got a couple more topics coming up, including uh, taking too much risk, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum. That's what we'll get to next time. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts and, and make sure you have that next episode delivered to you or subscribe on whatever podcasting platform that you do listen on. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so let's move into our mailbag where we answer a question from a listener. Most episodes, so make sure you send those in. If you want to ask Ben something or Keith when he's on with us, you can do so at bashrock-fg.com. Or you can call their office at 330 473 1060. This question comes in from Elizabeth, and she says she's retiring in six months and she's worried about what will happen if we have a market crash before I get to the finish line. So, do you think I'll be okay for the next six months?
0: Well, there's my favorite answer again. It depends. <laughs> a lot of things that we have to look about, look at in this situation with for Elizabeth. It depends on on her current situation with uh, what she's looking for in retirement. You know, when it comes to building out that plan, we always reference or circle back to the plan that we're building. It depends on the income that she's going to need. And Keith was talking a lot about dividends in the previous episode and in this one, where if she can live off of the dividends or the investments themselves will generate enough income for her to live her retirement comfortably, then I really don't think she has to worry about too much market volatility as long as she has the appetite to watch it go up and down, up and down because we do expect it to be volatile over the next six months, for that matter, over the next year. It's going to go up and down, but all while letting her portfolio work for her, as long as she doesn't have to make those knee-jerk decisions to sell something to get out of the market, um, I think she'll be fine.
3: And, and I'll add to that is and the finish line isn't six months. Mm-hmm. You know, right. the finish line is you know, what, what's your life expectancy, you know, is it age 90? Is it age 95? Is it whatever it is, that's the finish line, you know? So if getting out of the market now we miss and it messes up the rest of the next 30 years, that's a huge problem. So again, it, it, it's based on that plan, that income need, but it's also based on educating that the finish line isn't, you know, age 62 retirement finish line, maybe age 90.
0: Right. And we have a really cool software, Ben, in our office that we run to to show people live how it kind of looks. And, and it runs 10,000 different market simulations with in that given portfolio that we're investing in and showing income out. And of those 10,000 simulations, it's looking at good bad and ugly market conditions so it'll show that end result like Keith saying six months is not the finish line so you know it'll forecast all the way out to age 90 95 100 if we wanted to and show elizabeth in this example if she has a legit shot of being successful in retirement and at what percent is she going to be successful so we have the tools that we can leverage and use in our office that that really make that planning process a lot easier on us and and for the client to see um, an accurate portrayal of what their future might look like.
2: Great. Thank you, Elizabeth, for that question. And you I recommend for Elizabeth and whoever uh, might be thinking about that same kind of worry in terms of the market crash in your portfolio to reach out to Ben and use those tools that they have to help you formulate that plan and build that plan that will allow you to continue to be very comfortable in your plan and in your retirement and be able to enjoy it the way you want to, even after you stop working. Well past that, your final destination, uh, you know, is not that, that retirement is well beyond that, so you want to get there and continue on and be comfortable. So, take advantage of BA Shrock Financial Group and, and their tools to help you with that. And you can do so online at basrock fg.com. So, that'll wrap up this series, uh, part one of this series on the risks that savers face. We'll do it again next time. So, Ben and Keith, I appreciate the time. Sounds good, thanks, Ben. Thank you. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, do so, we'll have you getting each episode delivered to your inbox. You can continue following this series and everything else we do. And you can also find every episode with show notes and additional resources online at bhsrock fgcom So for Ben and Keith, that'll do it for this episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. We will talk to you next time.
1: Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with a U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.